0: American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, this particular episode is going to be an interesting one. Um, In the last episode, if you recall, I brought up how I'm interested in hearing about individuals yelling about the jabs. And getting down to the meat and bones, so to speak, of the uh, school board meetings and stop yelling about CRT and perverted books just for a little while and maybe actually talk about the harmful nature of the masks and the jabs. Now, again, we've heard people talk about the harmful nature of the masks before. Lots of board meetings, lots of places. So out of curiosity, I decided to bounce over to my old high school's YouTube channel, and watch one of their board meetings, one of their more recent board meetings. In fact, it is their most recent board meeting, which took place on July 8th. Their next one is on August 16th. I'll probably be attending that one, and I'm certain I'll record it, and I'm certain that I'll play that recording on this podcast and probably throw it on Gab as well. Here's what you're going to hear, and it is an absolute mind-bender. There are Six parents who speak, or sit. Well, yeah, we'll call them adult-aged individuals. Most of them, I believe, are parents. Certainly, the first individual who you're not going to hear from, he spoke about and was yelling at the board about the finances and the grade distribution and how they graded themselves and where they, where, where the district sat on grades. Now, I'm going to name this school district because it's it's worth naming. It's the Talawanda City School District in Oxford, Ohio. Unfortunately, I graduated from this dump of a school district, and I didn't learn much. I just learned what not to do. In fact, that's why I became a school teacher, was because of how bad the school district was, I actually thought I could do better, and I did do better, a lot better. Um, but one, of course, I realized, uh, you know, th- you can't teach the truth when you're a school teacher. You have to teach the propaganda. So there's that. And, of course, you have to be able to uh, allow the abuse of students to occur. So that's why I left. I didn't, of course, teach in this school district. I, you've heard me on this podcast say that a million times. I don't recommend anybody actually teach in the school district where they themselves receive their education. I think that's, I think that's ridiculous. Um, with all of that said, the, the next parents that you're going to hear go back and forth back and forth on the, the importance quote unquote, and then the absurdity of wearing masks. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the parents who are promoting the mask wearing that you're going to hear and the parents are at, th- those same parents are also promoting that children get the jabs. These people are insane. They are crazy, fully brainwashed. One of them starts crying, hysterically crying, because they're all wearing masks as a family, and oh my God, we're all gonna die if we're around the unjabbed. It's absolutely nuts what takes place here. So here's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna play these five adults, the last five. I'm gonna play them in a row. I'm only going to interrupt when each parent is done, and I'm just going to jump in and say something right at the end of each. But again, it, it, uh, I, you need to sit down and you, while you're listening to this, because this is awful, and these people are they're they're mad. I mean, mad in the head. They are fully brainwashed. And then again, like I said, there's at least two parents that are just like, hey, um, the masks don't work. One of them you'll hear, I think she's the second person who speaks, she's a respiratory therapist. She gets about, I'd say 80% of what she says is accurate, but she brings up the masks and how the N95 mask is the only one that works. That's not true. That's not how viruses are transmitted. They aren't transmitted in the air. So I'm just going to play this and uh, buckle up because this is crazy. Here we go.
1: My wife and I, Jennifer, uh, have three kids in the school district, one in the middle school and two in the elementary. So I just wanted to comment on um, or speak regarding the possible elimination of the mandatory mask mandate. And so my wife and I authored and submitted a letter to the board just recently. And so I'm just gonna like hit the highlights here and get them into the public record, I suppose. But in terms of, so my wife and I are opposed to eliminating uh, the mask mandate. We want the mask mandate to be in place. Number one, the current CDC recommendation is that masks be optional for the vaccinated, but zero percent of our elementary school children are vaccinated. Hence, like that, um, recommendation doesn't apply to the elementary school age children. The Ohio governor and state health department have rescinded mandatory mask requirements across the state, but that rescission is not a recommendation that unvaccinated school children go without masks. And CDC's most recent recommendation is that the schools provide in-person instruction and should prior prioritize two prevention strategies, one of which is the universal and correct use of masks. The American Academy of Pediatrics also backs up that recommendation. So the CDC and the American Academy of Pediatrics. And so we do teach our children to seek and follow high quality sources of information, to be critical consumers of information, to understand and apply science. And I feel like if we don't have a mask mandate, we're not even modeling that for the children. Number two, we know masks work and are much more effective when everyone wears one. And so the letter we submitted cites ample evidence that shows you that the transmission rates are much lower if everybody wears one. Number three, which is an issue that should I think be important to all of us, especially when we're going to consider issues of liability. Um, masks allow high-risk children to attend school, so many children with pre-existing conditions have spent the last year on Zoom. There is no online option this year for those children, and they desperately want to return. And so for us, much in the same way that schools seem to employ certain strategies to help protect students with peanut allergies, right, we feel like we can employ those measures for the well-being of, like, the student body as a whole, wearing masks having a mask mandate and having everyone wear a mask would at least promote the greatest health, right, for the most number of students there. And where I was gonna go there is, I wonder whether or not if we eliminate the mask mandate that you're making a conscious and deliberate effort to almost deny access, right, and inclusiveness for people who have physical disabilities, things like cystic fibrosis, right? Uh, number four, there's troubling evidence to, that continues to emerge about the risk of COVID even for our children without pre-existing conditions. I do know that one thing that concerns me is that we tend, a lot of people tend to gauge their concern with COVID only in terms of mortality rates. They ignore things like long COVID and the research that shows that it can damage multiple organ systems beyond the lungs. Number five, we know with the Delta variant that transmission rates are greatly increased and given this likely increase in transmission rates it promotes a greater chance of interruptions to our school year for the children and for our staff and for our faculty. And so I do think that playing the mask mandate can at least minimize the chances of disruption. And then finally leaving the mask mandate in place at the elementary school level is a temporary um, compromise. At least it offers the possibility of a compromise. We're not doing surveillance testing, right? We're not mandatory. Uh, there's no mandatory vaccines, but if we eliminate the, the mask mandate now, given everything that you and the school board have done for the past year, it really is like running a marathon and quitting in the 25th mile. Like we know that the developers of the vaccines have pushed their plans so far. So we're very close. We're months <coughs> away from their possibly being um, accessible to the young elementary school-age children. And so given everything that we've done for the last year and a half, it does feel like eliminating the mask mandate at the last minute is giving up Uh, right when the finish
0: line is right there for us. That's all. Thank you. Anyone else? See what I mean? You see what I mean? Wow. Okay. So this guy thinks the masks work. He's not well. He thinks the Delta variant is real. He's not well. And then, of course, he used the word finish line. We're almost to the finish line. We're almost to the finish line. These people who are pro-mask, pro-jab, honest to God, they all say the same stuff that they're hearing on their TV. And you'll hear it from some of the later people as well. They say it word for word, line for line. I mean, the brainwashing is so ingrained That they're just repeating the actual words that they're hearing on their TVs. We trust the science. We trust these organizations. I've never, I mean, in the history of man, have so many people just blindly believed strangers. It's alarming. And yes, of course, it's been going on for a very long time. But man alive. Uh The other thing is this, and, you know, it needs to be brought up from a, a bit of a little comic relief, I suppose. Someone reproduced with that guy. I mean, someone said, yes, this is a strong man. This is who I need to reproduce with. Let's have children because, yes, he will protect me. Give me a break. Give me a break. Just hearing the guy's voice, he sounds like a gust of wind could take him away. Uh, He's leading his entire family into the slaughter, and his wife is a willful participant. They're going to jab their children. You could hear it in his voice. He wants the mandatory jabs for kids in the future. They're going to jab their kids. They're going to kill their own children. That's going to happen and they're going to wonder why. See, they're going to blame the unjabbed. That's what they're going to do. I wrote about that in my last Substack article. They're not going to be able to actually objectively understand what's happening to them and their family once they do what they're going to clearly do. They're too far gone. They're, I mean, they're just too far gone. That guy cannot be helped. So, okay, here's the next one. Here, here Here's the, here's the uh, I believe this is the respiratory therapist, if I'm not mistaken. But again, she gets some of her facts wrong, which is too bad, which of course doesn't make them facts at all. But uh, she, at the very least, um, pushes back against the guy a little bit. Although, yeah. She sounds very nervous when she's, uh, you know, when when she's giving her presentation. What's interesting about this YouTube video also is the comment section is turned off, as you would expect, Uh, and there are only 350 views of this video since, uh, since July 8th. There's four upvotes and eight downvotes. That's it. So, I mean, there's no participation here. There's no one paying attention to what's going on, and I'm hoping to God that it's because... Countless parents are pulling their children out of school. In fact, one of the parents who speaks at this board meeting says that very thing, that that's exactly what she's done. So here's the next person.
2: I have two children attending TSD. I'm a respiratory therapist, and I would like to discuss the question of mask wearing. Um, one of the things that I, the prior gentleman, I'm sorry, i missed his name, um, had mentioned was uh, some... Concerns about eliminating mask mandate. And I wanted to address some of those things. As a respiratory therapist, um, I know that you have to wear an N95 to prevent COVID. It's an airborne transmission disease, such as tuberculosis. This mask is what our kids are wearing. They're wearing surgical masks. They're wearing cloth masks. This does not do anything for COVID. I don't wear this in a COVID patient room. I don't use this in another room that is even a suspect for COVID. I'd like to touch on some um, research that I recently got together with Dr. Kathy Holland, who is a pediatrician and science officer for Equitech Bio. Uh, COVID transmission and infection in children and adolescents is low except with underlying diseases. Children and adolescents are unlikely to be the main spreaders. Even studies of transmission to parents and teachers is sporadic. Risk of infection in children is 7.8 in 10,000. And the risk of death in children from COVID is 7 in 10,000, which means the overall risk of a child or adolescent becoming infected and dying is 5 in 100,000. Face masks in school cause a lot of problems, including moist mass, which breed grounds for antibiotic resistant bacteria and fungus. Multiple studies had variable results of prevention from six to 80%. There's a risk of decreased oxygen during exercise or simple exertion. I myself have experienced extreme exhaustion and lower levels of oxygen throughout the day wearing an n95 and that is the only mask that is going to prevent children from getting covid and spreading covid so that's the mask that you're going to need to have your child wear if that's going to be effective also skin problems sinus infections tooth decay increased stress hormones it prevents seeing facial expressions which leads to psychological stress that affects the developing developing brain in adolescence and can lead to permanent behavior problems. The CDC recently reported a 63% increase in anxiety and depression in adolescents since face masks were, masks were instituted. 25% report thinking about suicide. Think about that, 25%. Benefits of good nutrition and healthy lifestyle and a psychological well-being are a must. And I'm not asking for everyone to let go of a mask if that is what you feel makes your child feel safe. Um, I'm not asking to tread on anybody's liberties. I'm just asking for the option, just like we had the option of remote or in-person learning. Thank you.
0: Again, you can hear the nervousness in her voice. And and I, I, I think it's a shame, again, I understand she feels pressure and probably is slightly uncomfortable doing that, but th- this sort of take-it-easy approach isn't working. It's not working. This approach of, well, you know, uh, I, I, I don't want to hurt people's feelings, and I, you know people are, are, are fine to do whatever they want, and blah, 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 blah. No, no. We need sledgehammers here. We need to start sledging people with the facts on what's going on. We gotta, st- I mean, we've got to call out the mask wearers as being brainwashed goons. We have to do that. It's the only way. It's the only way forward. Because again, what's coming down the line, they're not going to be able to see. Again, I, I respect her. She's wrong about the N95. It even says on the box of the N95s, does not protect against viral transmission. Well, why would that be? Because viruses don't travel in the air. That's why. They live in the bloodstream, and I'll go so far as to say, as I've said it in the past, I don't think they exist. I just think that there are immune responses, and that's it. There are immune responses to bacterial infections. There are immune responses to transmission and being around people who are ill, and your immune system can't handle that, and then it starts to shed cells, creating, of course, a fever or a cold or what have you. That's what that is. This business of these airborne things flying around. I mean, honest to God, thanks Hollywood, thanks TV, thanks for nothing. It's just brainwashed generations of people into believing things that are not real. So here's the next parent. And again, this person is not well.
3: My spouse and I have a student at Kramer. Thank you to the school board staff and teachers for all your work on behalf of the district and students. I'm speaking today on behalf of my entire family. We ask that you consider amending the item on the agenda about masks to only make a change for vaccinated students and adults. You wisely added a mask mandate to protect students, staff, and teachers before vaccines were available for the adult and teen populations. You did this to protect people, and it worked. We believe that all the children in our district are valuable and worth protecting from COVID-19 and the highly contagious and dangerous Delta variant. It does affect kids. There have been studies by CHOP, which is a hospital system, much the quality as Children's Hospital, that shows that kids who were exposed and never tested positive, have severe blood vessel disease now, months later, and they don't know if they're going to be able to recover from it. Don't you find our younger kids valuable members of the community? Aren't they worth protecting the same way as the older kids before the vaccine was available? Optional masking will not fully protect the young kids. Not everyone will mask. There will be peer pressure. They will be teasing. You didn't make masking optional last year. And as I said, it worked. Please communicate that the health and learning of younger kids matters to you like the older kids protect them and require kids under 12 and those unvaccinated to mask but Amy you may be thinking the rules and guidance have changed. Yes, they have changed as Ron said for people who are vaccinated our kids under 12 aren't vaccines for under 12 have not even been submitted yet for emergency approval from the FDA. Dr Fauci predicts it will be about a month between application for the emergency access and approval, then kids need to get both shots and there has to be the two week waiting period, so even if there's some secret plan that not even anyone is talking about the vaccines will be available in August. Even though Fauci's prediction is later, even if shots are available in August kids won't be fully vaccinated until some point in September. Why not either leave the policy as it is for unvaccinated students, teachers, and staff for now, and revisit it after there has been enough vaccine and enough time for all our kids to be fully vaccinated and protected? Why waste all the hard work everyone has done for the past year and a half? Yes, we are tired of masks, but we are almost there. Why stop before everyone is safe? We don't let our kids stop learning when it's just hard and they're tired. Let's not let them stop masking until they are fully protected. Let's listen to the science. Dr. Thoreau cited changing guidance in the agenda. So what do some of those groups, what are they advising? The state of Ohio and Butler County itself, say that those who are unvaccinated should still wear a mask at any indoor location that is not a residence. The CDC says if you are not fully vaccinated in age two or older, you should wear a mask in indoor places. The World Health Organization urges even fully vaccinated people to continue wearing masks and taking other precautions due to the Delta variant. The changes are around rules for vaccinated adults and teens. Okay, maybe consider changing the rules for them, but please don't change the requirements for the youngest kids. Please require unvaccinated kids and adults to properly wear a mask in school buildings so kids with medical needs or family members with medical needs can go to school. Show that you care about all the students, teachers, and staff in our district. Please protect them until everyone can get a vaccine. We're almost there. Having a mask requirement for the unvaccinated kids allows kids to come back in the building and to get the face-to-face education that we know you prefer. Thank you for your consideration of the needs of our under-12 students.
0: Does anybody else get the vibe that her husband probably doesn't have the strength to pick up an axe, let alone know how to swing it and chop a piece of wood? I mean, does any does anybody else just kind of get that vibe from that woman? Good Lord Almighty! Um, again, the uh, the brainwashing is uh, is it's next level. She wants them jabbed. She wants all the kids jabbed. Uh, she wants it coming in September, which again, the FDA and Pfizer are working together to make that the case in September, if not sooner. She said listen to the science. Listen to the science. Who who is this mysterious science person you speak of? I keep hearing that. Let's listen to the science. I keep putting my ear to the sky. I don't hear anything but lies. That's all I'm hearing. Not well. I I I uh I don't know what else to add with her. She's she's hysterical and it gets the hysteria gets a little worse later on, but um my God, they, they just want them all jabbed. They want them all jabbed, and when their kids are dead, they're not going to know why. They're just not going to know why. And this right here, again, is the normalization of, of the chemical introduction, or whatever you want to call it, the chemical dependency of human beings to be constantly dependent on chemicals to get them from one stage to the next, one lily pad to the next lily pad, one stage of life to the next stage of life. Let government jab the ever-living shit out of your children. And then, well, what do you mean they have behavioral problems? Well, what do you mean that, you know, they're blind in one eye? Well, what do you mean they have earaches? Well, what do you mean they have cancer? Well, what do you mean, what do you mean, what do you mean? mean? They're not going to ever be able to connect the dots. They just won't. Okay, here's the next one.
2: I just would like
4: to um, ask that you would consider keeping masks for our students. Um, I have a seven-year-old who's excited about going to school, and she hasn't gone yet because of COVID. And she's so excited, and she wears her mask, but she doesn't have an opportunity. I'm sorry. (sighs) Sorry, my emotion got the best of me. but she hasn't had the opportunity to come to school yet. So it's just a vaccine yet. And I'm a registered nurse and I have been wearing a mask since this all started and I continue to wear my mask, even with a, even with a, um, even with my vaccine. And so I would just ask that you would consider keeping our elementary students with a mask mandate until they have an opportunity to get a vaccine. They do work. And you've demonstrated that all through last year.
2: Thank you.
0: Thank you. I think the word yikes is about all that needs to be said there. Yikes. And she's a nurse. And she's been jabbed, and she wears the masks, and her kid wants to go back to school so desperately, but blah blah blah, and mask wearing this, mask wearing that. She hasn't had the jab yet. She's going to kill her own child. Do you s- <laughs> I mean holy shit? I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Again, there's n- no one's thinking here among, you know, I, I, they're not even questioning anything. They're not even saying, well, yes, we've been lied to. Just like the person before the crying woman. I mean, yes, the rules have changed. Yes, the, yes, the goalposts have shifted. Yes, whatever. They, they don't know that that's called lying. They don't know that they're being lied to. They just pass it off as being, uh, you know, another variant or it's getting more serious. For God's sakes, turn off your TV. Turn off your TV. It's that, that poor kid, that poor, poor kid. Mom's going to just line her up for the slaughter. What an absolute abomination. Here's the next one.
5: Um, I've spoke in front of the board before. I have a daughter who is 10 years old, who used to attend Bogan Elementary and now she is at College Corner. Um, We will be returning to College Corner for fifth grade for this very reason. I'm not sure why a school that's less than 20 minutes away from Talawanda sees things completely different other than the fact that they are led by people who are leaders and do not lead by fear. Um, I will never vaccinate my child because the FDA is emergently you know not approving these vaccines nobody can tell you what's going to happen in 10 years with these 10 year olds or nine year olds even now the 12 to 15 year old ages that are being vaccinated you're having large side effects with heart enlargement so i think before everyone says that the children need to be vaccinated before they get to take their mask off is unfair i believe that as a district you should allow the parents to choose whether or not these children wear their masks. But I think to continue to force these elementary kids to wear their masks when they're not wearing them in Kroger, they're not wearing them, you know, playing with friends and stuff like that, I I believe is very unfair. And also for children who have speech impediments or learning disabilities, it will be nearly impossible for these children to learn appropriately like I've said before, with phonics and with speaking with a mask on. It's impossible. So I would love to see the board advocate for a choice once again, not to be forced to wear a mask. And who knows, maybe in sixth grade we will return to Talawanda, but I don't know. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Finally, some clarity. A little bit of clarity. And I'm going to tell you, that person's name is Mindy Napier. That name sounds really familiar. I wonder, if, I wonder if she wasn't actually in my class when I graduated. That name is very, very familiar. Anyway, bravo. She's 100% right. Good lord. Um, again, false equivalency. Okay? It's called false equivalency. You cannot have two opposing viewpoints and have them both be correct. You can't. It's impossible. Someone's wrong. The person who just said what they said before Mindy went should walk up to Mindy and say, Mindy, where do you get your information? Because Mindy's not walking up to the other person and going, hey, where do you get your information? Because Mindy knows where that person gets their information. The idiot box. CNN. Dr. Fauci. That's where that's that's where they get their information and they believe it. They just blindly believe it. And thank God they don't send their child to this school district. Because as I said in the last episode, abuse is sanctioned. It's 100% allowed. It's allowed to happen. Absolute abomination. Now, the, the the reason that most of these parents are going back and forth about this particular issue is because later on, and I'm not going to play this section, but I'm going to keep playing a couple of parents here in just a second. Later on, after the parents are done, the board decides to vote as to whether or not to keep the mask mandate or remove it. And what they end up doing is, is they end up having a little bit of a back and forth and getting their words right and whatever. They end up mandating masks For pre-K through grade six, so pre-K through five, oh, I'm sorry, pre-K through five, through grade five, all elementary school students and staff are asked to wear masks. And middle school and high school students, it's optional. Think about that one for a minute. All the evidence that exists about children not passing this along and they're just making kids wear masks longer. They have no idea what's coming. They have no idea. Not to mention, did you hear the tone of Mindy in that? It was. It was way more direct. Way more direct. It was. It had more. More of a. More of a harder, more knowledgeable tone. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. A little harsher tone wouldn't hurt. I will certainly be bringing one of those when I speak. But. Uh, yeah yeah uh it just i mean clearly it's it's the best one thus far so here's the next one
4: good evening friends and neighbors how are we Uh, my name is betsy walker i'm a parent of a rising seventh grader and a rising fourth grader and i live on erickson drive in oxford i'm here tonight to address the mask wearing issue right when we know better we do better We have learned so much about COVID over the past 18 months. And what we do know is that masks help reduce transmission. The CDC recommends that schools should still require mask wearing. Children under the age of 12 are not able to receive the COVID vaccine. Until these children are able to receive the vaccine, it would be reckless to put them into a setting without any protection. It has been a long road. We can't quit now. I suggest that we re- revisit this, in December even, like Amy said, when children have had the opportunity to be completely vaccinated. Thank you for your time. It's good to see all of you.
2: Thank you.
0: First of all, no, one's, no one talks that way. No, no real human being talks that way. Good evening, friends and neighbors. Nice to see everybody. No one talks that way. Don't do that. Don't talk that way. Don't be that way. No no one says that. Everything she's saying, again, 100% scripted. You know she was working hard on that one. Working real hard on that one-minute speech. Just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Every word she said is a lie. Every single one of them. We've come so far. Oh, God. We've come so far. Where have you heard that before? The TV. The old TV. That's where you've heard it before. Out of the very mouths of the individuals that are lying about everything, and they just believe it. And then repeat it. Again, she's going to kill her child. She's going to kill her child. Honest to God. Honest to God. They're not vaxxed yet, but we can't wait to get them in there. You have Munchausen syndrome. You have a diagnosable mental disorder. You don't poison children when they're healthy. I mean, honest to Christ, how many, how many videos have they act actually seen of individuals shaking in, w- with tremors and children with, with, uh, my god with the breathing apparatuses in their apparati however you say that in all of their face holes in the hospital because they're they're deathly ill now from the from the jab have they not seen any of these things do they not exist do they look at that and say well that won't happen to my child are they even aware that that's happening are they aware that it's probably millions of people that have died from the jab all over earth are they even aware of that? Probably not. Probably not. We know the cognitive dissonance is thick. We know the brainwashing is thick, but my God, I feel awful for their children. These people reproduce. They reproduce. Again, can you imagine being in that house? What, what, what would that be like? What would it actually be like being in that house? What a nightmare. What an absolute nightmare. Ugh. And again, false equivalency. It's it's false equivalency all over again. Mindy was bookended by two nutbags. I mean, she was completely bookended by, by just two nutbags. Both of the women who bookended her in, in their talks there are wrong. Neither one of them commented on anything that Mindy said. In particular, the last one there, and that was the last parent, by the way, but uh, why, why would they not say, again, I would be interesting and interested in talking with you afterwards because I would like to learn more about what you're reading and where you get your information. I mean, holy shit. They don't even ask. That's how blind they are. They're not even asking. They're looking at someone like Mindy with what she said and going, I'm never going to jab my kids. Not ever. It's never going to happen. They don't wear masks either. It's never going to happen. They don't, even, they don't even say, they don't even ask. They don't even ask. It's as if Mindy's saying nothing. It's as if the truth just goes in one ear and right out the other. Gone. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, with that said, I've got myself a little speech worked up, and, uh, I'm showing up. And I'm gonna tell you something. I haven't spoken at a board meeting, ever. I've been, I've been to a few when I was a school teacher, not many, just a few, but, uh, because it's of course a total waste of time, but I can't think of a better place to go right now. I can't, I can't think of a, a better place to just hang out and just listen to some of these nutbags for a little while, and then get up and just drop the hammer. So I'm going to record it. Uh, it may or may not be on YouTube. They probably won't air what I have to say. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. The other thing, too, is, is that they aren't showing the faces of the parents um, on these videos. They say that they do, and that they are, and that they will, but they're not. They're just showing all you're seeing is the board members, and then all you're hearing is the audio from, uh, from the parents or the community members and whatever. So Mr. Bill goes to Washington, and Dr. Brooks is going to a board meeting. And I'm dropping the hammer. So, yeah, there you go. This, of course, is assuming that the board meetings are still going to take place, because as the, uh, the rumor has it right now again... There's a lot of talk about uh, Soup for Brains uh, shutting down and locking people down again, or at least attempting to. Um, On a couple other notes, again, it's been bouncing around on Gab too. Apparently all the workers for Tyson, the food industry, are being forced to take the jabs if they're going to continue to work there. So I've brought up food shortages before, or at least manufactured food shortages before. Um, you know, if they keep jabbing, force jabbing these people and the people keep taking it, uh, they're either going to get ill or, again, they themselves are going to be unemployed if they choose to not take the jabs, which I would choose unemployment if I was them. So there's that. There's still the talk again of next Wednesday, again, being the lockdown that will come sometime at the exact same time as the uh, FEMA phone alert that we're all supposed to get. So time will tell on all of this, without a doubt. But again, we'll see if the school board meetings continue to exist, even in these uh, alleged proposed lockdowns in the future. So, yeah, there you go. But that's all I've got for this episode. I'll uh, catch you next week, and we'll see what's happening. But again, keep paying attention, keep looking around, keep observing. And uh, eyes open, everybody. Catch you next week.